Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Hey girl, I wanted to introduce you to our latest brand partners here at Unscripted, JFF, Journey to Financial Freedom. If you've ever felt like your finances are the thing that is holding you back from truly reaching your potential, then let me introduce you to these guys. They help online coaches, consultants, and the likes of us organize and streamline your entire financial world. By doing so, they give you the clarity and empowerment you crave to confidently scale your empire. Not only do they help you shoot for that dream life, but they've got this unique blend of tactical and emotional financial strategies. They dive deep, addressing money at an emotional level because they know it's those underlying beliefs and behaviors that can keep us stuck. They're passionate about transforming your relationship with money by aligning your deep-seated beliefs with those big, dreamy goals. So with JFF, you're not just achieving financial mastery, you're reshaping your entire mindset for success and empowerment. They have a vision beyond the numbers. They believe that with a solid grip on your finances, you can turn your business into a force of good, making a lasting mark on the causes close to your heart. Imagine not only achieving your financial goals, but also creating waves of positive change in your community and beyond. So how are you vibing with your finances lately? Let's level it up together and make an impact. Jump in with JFF and bring those dreams to life. If you want to hear a little bit more, tune into episode 234 with the girl, the hype girl, Steph, who we dropped in and shared a little bit about my backstory and my finance trauma and all the things in between and why I am jumping in and becoming a part of the JFF family. And you can too. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited. I am joined today with one of my girlfriends and I think I made her so nervous that she's going to shit her pants, but (laughs) I got to have that effect on people. We wanted to do a live podcast with you because her and I have been talking over the years about starting podcasts. I think you might have actually been talking about a podcast first. Probably. Um, talking about it, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, talking about it, not doing it. And so we had an amazing couple hour lunch and a walk the other day. And at lunch, we just had a lot of conversation around the fear behind not showing up in your current state because you're waiting to feel like you're ready to do the thing. And I was like, oh, my God, we got a podcast about this because you're not alone. I mean, I currently struggle with that daily. And, you know, being that we are friends, we can get there, right, that vulnerable, deep conversation quicker. And we knew that we had to record this because I know so many of you listening deal with the same thing because you tell me in the DMs. I have a handful of women in my mentorship group that we meet a couple times a month who this is one of the things that I feel keeps them the most stuck is they are waiting to feel like they are deserving or ready to branch out, do the thing, start the thing, ask the person, whatever it might be. And I've learned through messy, sloppy, expensive action that you build that confidence as you start to show up and and go. And if you go back to episodes one through, I don't know, 40, you'll see how terrible my messy action was. It was awful. It was great. Like, I'm so glad I documented it. I'm glad that you started it so that I could learn from you and not do those things. Exactly. And that's also why, obviously, shameless plug, I created the podcast course because it's everything I wish I knew before I started. And it's all the reasons why I felt stuck in starting the tech, the overwhelm of like consistency with the episodes. What was I going to talk about each and every week, sometimes twice a week? You know, creating an hour's worth of content. Like think about there are movies that take nine to 10 months to produce that are only an hour and a half long. 
And there are people like me and so many others who are pumping out hour to two hours worth of content each and every week. So it's it's a lot. Like if you really think about what podcasting is, but honestly, it's easy to be ourselves if we just let ourselves be ourselves. And so that's why Kyra, I tell her, she's done my hair for years. I'm like, you, you authentically have that thing. And she knows she does. And so we talk about it and it's like, why aren't you stepping out and doing the things? And we had an even deeper level unravel this morning when she was like, I am so good at helping other people get out of their own way, take action. I can clearly see the steps they need to take. Why can't I do that for myself? And I said, Yo, oh, you're not alone. That's, that's why people start coaching businesses because it is easier to see what other people are missing, what steps they're not taking, right? It's so much easier to see someone else's path because you're not feeling their feelings. You don't see their insecurities, even if you kind of know. And we have some friends that we we see the greatness in them and we want so much for them, but we recognize, you know, me especially, like sometimes they don't want it as bad as you want it for them. So that's kind of how the conversation started at lunch and why we knew we had to dive into this today. So tell tell them how we know each other because it's it's been several years. Yeah, it's been almost like, 11 years now we I was just a little east coast transplant from Connecticut and I am a hairstylist and so I started working at Hyde Edwards with Jessica and it was like honestly I felt like a kindred spirit like we really like I just saw this like strength in you and I just like gravitated to that naturally and then like we just became friends and realized how much like in common we had with one another and we so much so we would even show up to work wearing the same things <laughs> multiple times <laughs> we have proof of that too right oh my gosh same leopard sweater same she like anything it was it was hilarious mm-hmm. um yeah and i think that through i mean throughout the years in all of my transitions we still kept in contact and still just like kept finding ourselves back to one another and I tell Jessica all the time, like she is living, like she gives me the motivation because she is living proof of like, set your goals and execute them and look what happens. And like the fact that she's able to retire from hair is like such a monumental accomplishment that I don't think many like can even maybe understand. Like we're people who like like rely on other people. And so to like put your foot down and walk away from that because you're like now stepping into where you want to be in life like it's very 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 inspiring Mm. for sure well in full transparency the last couple months since doing that I've had so much self-doubt and limiting belief like overwhelm me to the point where I think about on a regular basis going back to what is familiar so in full transparency I always always want to share that on this podcast you know it feels scary to bet on yourself it feels scary to take that leap and to walk away from something that's working even if it's not where you know you're supposed to be anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I at least gave myself enough runway with creating this podcast to have a foot to stand on, to know that, you know, I believed in myself enough to keep showing up where we just hit over 200 episodes with the podcast. And so I had to prove to myself first that I could be consistent and progressively get better at something in another arena before I gave myself permission to let that go, you know? And so, we always see other people's moves as like inspiring to us, but we don't always know like what they're actually feeling or going through. And I quickly realized when, in starting this podcast that that was one of the main things I wanted to show in this 
podcast because so many people we see the after or we see the now right and we're like okay that's great good for you but how did you get here like what have you gone through to get here and a lot of times it's hard work and a lot of time and a lot of tears and frustration no return I have to imagine like in the beginning yeah oh no no return and I literally just had that that whole talk this morning with my mentorship group around you know ROI on the things that we invested one of the girls opened up that she was thinking about going back to school to get her marketing degree and we had this amazing woman on her name is Britt Carmichael the world by Britt on Instagram if you don't follow her go follow her she was our guest speaker inside the mentorship this morning and she asked Nicole because Nicole had been a hairdresser for 20 years and then moved into social media and marketing for hairdressers she she asked her why do you think the degree is going to give you what you need and you know she was like well I feel like you know I'd have that accreditation and I learned so much from there and she was like, I think you've been doing what you're doing long enough to know exactly what you might need help with. And I countered back and I said, do you feel like there's so much that you don't know? So you're going into wanting this degree because you know there's shit that you don't know. Like, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And she kind of nodded and she was like, yeah. She's And I said, or is there some sort of internal... Like, I feel like you need the piece of paper to feel qualified to correct. Yeah. Right. Or that validation to say, hey, I have this thing. That's why you should believe in me, pay me money and use me for my services. And so I think it was a mixture of both. But that's why it's always so powerful to be so discerning for yourself, because at the end of the day, you know, like why you're doing something. hundred percent. And if you if you peel back the layers of like why you're not doing something or why you are doing something, it's the answers are always there. Just like I tell people, like the signs are always there, but we're like, yeah, no, I don't want that side. And I'm like, ignore that side. I'm going to wait for the other side. Yeah, there's a sign as well, because I wanted to not say that. I wanted the exact opposite of that side. So I'm going to completely ignore that one. And for me, I even shared too, like it looks like me wanting to go back to that dependable income so that I can feel less overwhelmed right now. But I did this to myself on purpose because I wanted to see what I was made of. You know, I put myself this much into the game. I've invested tens of thousands of dollars into creating this podcast and my brand. And I knew that if I didn't create a little bit of pain, <laughs> a lot actually, right? All get away from a six-figure income really fucking stings, let me tell you. <laughs> then I wasn't going to step up and become the person I needed to be to hold the space to grow the show the way I want and to create the impact. Mm-hmm. And I know myself enough to know that I don't do well when I have, you know, a foot here and a hand over here and a plate over there like it's just not I'm not good like that some people are and that's great fuck them but like it's not me and so you know that's how we got successful in the industry was we focused on one thing you know and and we went all in on it and when push come to shove like we both took side things that we might have needed to sustain that until we got to a place where we felt secure in our job but I feel like this conversation needed to come because Kyra's at that point kind of that I was at a few years ago where I started to question you know, is this it for me? Is this where I'm really meant to serve? Yes. And I think when you have those quick wins with your clients, right, they come in, they want a service, you create it, they leave, they're so happy, they pay you. It's like this energetic exchange of yumminess. You feel amazing because you gave them what they wanted. You walk away with money. They leave happy. Like everybody's winning in this industry for the most part, if you don't suck. And (laughs) if you've created like a great client experience. So when I moved into this other space, it's not the same return on investment, right? But if I go back to the very, very beginning, how hard did I have to work to grow that clientele? How much free hair did I have to do in order to build the business? How many times did I have to go stand in front of Nordstrom's Cafe and pass out my cards? How many times did I question and wonder why nobody came back after their first half-off appointment? 
you know, or people yeah. move or you start to feel like this energy shift and you're like, why? Why don't they like me? Why aren't they coming back and booking appointments? Why didn't they tip me better? So I can relate my pain points now currently in this season trying to grow the podcast sure. and on my social media to that business. But it was 20 plus years ago. So I've forgotten the pain and and the work that it took to get where I ended up going. Mm -hmm. So this is just also a reminder for you and myself in this season that, you know, if we can go back to what used to work for us, if we can get really dedicated, not just excited about something, you're going to be able to shift your perspective of how you have to show up. Because what I'm realizing is like, I can't just have the afternoons off every day. I can't work just two days a week and make what I used to make. I have to work about six times as much with a lot more dedicated focus. Like I get to a point in business where I can just show up. It was like my, my brain just knew what to do. My body knew what to do. I didn't even have to think about it. And this is a whole pivot shift. This is like really pressing to see what I made of creating something from scratch. From scratch. And I have yeah. to do it my way. Like I can't follow anybody else's framework or blueprint because I want it personal. Yeah, it does. It has to be personal to me and it has to be the business that I built so that I A, know how to run it and how to sustain it. So Kyra and another girlfriend of ours, they have been talking about starting a podcast for years. And I tease them because I'm like, you guys would make the most epic like podcast hosts for sure. <laughs> but, you know, we can't want other people to join us on the ride. Yes. For them more than they want it. Yes. That is what I have learned for sure. And, I, it, and it's sad sometimes when people you want to come with you, they don't want to come yet. Mm -hmm. Or they do. They say they do. But they don't, like, do anything to get there. Right. Yeah. But yet here we sometimes wait for them, hoping that then when they decide, then then we'll have the permission to do it. And I think there's an underlying piece that, you know, if I'm speaking boldly and freely, is we allow that to be the reason why we don't. I was just going to say that. Like, it's almost like I'm happy that they don't because I'm like, oh, well, that's why. But I that's why I'm not doing it. I would totally have done it. I'm just waiting on them. And then I was like, Stop waiting and you got to start doing. Yeah. So um, you'll see over the next couple of months, we're going to, Kyra's going to launch something. I think it's going to be a podcast. It might be YouTube. It might be both. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, but this woman is made to create content and she knows it, but it's taken how many years have we known each other? Seven, eight, nine. I don't even know. 11. 11. Yeah. See? To get to a point where you start to believe in yourself a little bit more than you don't. Mm -hmm. And you start to trust that that voice that's kind of was like a whisper inside of you that like wants to come out it's now like was it screaming at you it's like I think that we've had this conversation before too like when you ask me about podcasting and we talk about like what I think like that version of my life looks like like I get emotional and like for me to be getting emotional about something that hasn't happened I know that it has to happen you know because I could talk about a million things and I don't get emotional about it but when I talk about creating this podcast and taking this leap and creating a different platform for myself to to connect with people it like it is everything I know I want to be doing inside like it feels just correct but scary <laughs> yeah I know I think I got butterflies in my stomach every time I sat down to record for the first 40 50 episodes and part of it was because it meant so much to me to create something and I think you and I and anybody in a people service industry are people pleasers at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I hate that that has a bad, you know, connotation to it because it's not a bad thing. We want to serve people at a high level and to that's truly what fulfills me. 
It does. I know it does. I watch you. you. Like you above and beyond try to provide value, whether it's like making people feel good and what they're wearing or how they look or, mm-hmm. you know, makeup tips. And, and innately what you should be sharing is authentically already who you are and what you're doing. You said it, sister. I know. <laughs> so, I literally am doing things throughout the day and I'm like, why am I not just showing this? Like, this is what people would like to see. Like, I just. If I could just have a camera crew around me, all right. I feel like I'd kill it. <laughs> Seriously. And I think, again, that's a piece of you related back to why I didn't start the podcast is it's we want to live in our creative zone of genius. Like you and I are so good at doing hair. But then when I went and opened a salon, I'm like, this is taking away from my creative zone of genius, which is getting to do the thing that lights me up the most, which is doing the hair. You know, I realized quickly I don't like managing people. I don't want to have to worry about the outside responsibilities of everything else. Mm-hmm. That was another time where I saw me having all the plates, right? I was the salon owner, the manager, the hire, the the pipe girl. I was also the the service person and the cleanup crew and, you know, like all of the things. And while there's that's can be for some people, I quickly realized like I do really well when I can stay in my zone of genius. And if you've never read the book, shit, what's it called? I'll find it. I just had it. <laughs> There's a book called The One Thing, and that's that's not it. This is called Shit. I'll figure it out. I've talked about it recently. Yeah. And he talks about staying in your zone of excellence versus your zone of genius. And our zone of excellence is the service that we provide with Dewey Care. And we've stayed in that for a really long time. But there's a lot of us who have skill sets that have we've acquired over the years from doing that. Totally. That can then take us into our zone of uh, genius. And for me, I feel like that's creating content with podcasting and having really deep, thoughtful conversations that we're all thinking, but we just need someone else to bounce it off of or to know that we're not alone or or to know that like it's normal to feel this way or think this way about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you Mm -hmm. shared some really intimate things around why you wouldn't start now. Mm -hmm. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? I'm sure. Let's do this. Let's do it. I think, I think, you know, Kyra gave a perfect example when we were at lunch about wanting to lose weight before she turned the camera on. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like I can relate to that because how many times have I wanted to record some content, but I didn't have my hair or my makeup done. So I wouldn't dare put, put the, put the phone up. Thank God there's filters now. And thank God, like there are editing platforms or whatever the case might be. But in, in today's world, like people do really want to see themselves in you. So if you're only committed to showing up as that curated, perfect version of yourself, you're not going to be as relatable. And at the end of the day, like I get the most content response on those early morning sweaty workouts when I talk or when I'm, you know, just waking up in deep thought. Like I had those downloads on a podcast where I had just, it was literally 430 in the morning. I recorded no makeup, crazy hair <laughs> because I felt like I wanted to share in that moment. And once I released that pressure to show up looking like some version I thought people expected to see, I started to be able to connect a lot better. And honestly, when you can create from a place of like no fucks, that's when like the real good shit comes out. I was telling Jess, like I'm such like a walking like controversy. Yeah. 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 Contradiction. Contradiction. There we go. Contradiction. Because like I'm fully, fully, fully confident in who I am. I know also exactly like what my strengths are, what I can provide, but it's just this, this control issue. You know, I want to be able to present myself the way I want to present myself, which to your exact point then takes away from my authenticity because 
that's not you can't control like who how you look to someone you know you just have to be and I think I even said it to you at lunch like I'm like I don't know why I care like obviously everyone sees me like you see me like it's not like I'm like (laughs) invisible you know like and I shouldn't care what I look like because to what you had said to me like it is going to help someone and I am a real person who is going through these things and I'm not the only one going through these things so if I can just suck up my pride and strength and be able to do it and present myself then it really can help someone else feel that they can do it too and truly that's what started my motivation to want to do a podcast to begin with is I feel the most fulfilled making someone else feel really good so then it's just like so why wouldn't I do this Mm -hmm. what am I waiting for and honestly like I think the one of the most beautiful things is 90% of people probably more than that listen to podcasts in their ears so they know if you're not being authentic and truthful you know you can hear it in someone's tone and their voice and you know, when you talk about things and you talk about the way you want to show up and help people, like that's going to connect and resonate far more than any rat outfit that you have or it helps. <laughs> what it helps. Okay. There will be some Chloe Kardashian transformations like, over yeah. here once we break a couple million a month because why not? Because why not? And I love that. And I love that. And they did it all. You know, let's just speak to the Kardashians for a second. I have really like I must be looking at their shit on social media because I've seen so many before and afters of Kim lately and obviously of Chloe. And I'm just like, good for them. I feel like people. I say the same thing. People want to judge you so hard when you want to shift and change. But like, I know I have natural brownish red hair and now it's fully gray. No one's giving me shit for being blonde. Mm -hmm. I have fake eyelashes. I get my nails done. Mm -hmm. I have fake boobs. Like I tell everyone, like when everyone like wants to come for the Kardashians and like whatever, you can like them, not like them. I don't care. But like. To go after them for like looking differently, for, you know, wanting to change who they are. Like, you better believe when this bank account looks a certain way, I'm I have access to the best doctors. Like, I'm going. <laughs> like that I'm like, I'm going. I am going too. I'll be right with you. I'll say you go first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just back in Vegas. Remember, I'm like, you take the drugs first and then let me know how it hits. I'm about to watch you and then in like 45 minutes. If you good, I'm That's in. And team player. Team, team player. player. <laughs> Dumb and dumber over here. No, and, and then that's like, in all honesty, like that's what I love about having my own show is I can talk about whatever I want. And so if you're listening to this and you're laughing with us, I hope you are. And I hope we're entertaining you on your drive to work or your walk in the morning or you're cleaning the house. Like yesterday, I listened to two podcasts while I was just cleaning the house. It was so much fun. But know that like, I don't have anything more special than anybody else. And I realized that a long time ago with my mentors that they're just like me. And I learned that through listening to what they shared on podcasts and on the mornings and the days that were extra challenging for me to think like, why is it so hard for me? Or why is my life suck? Or why is this happening? Or, you know, fuck, just all the negative things that could hold you back from continuing to take any action. I would tune into a podcast with Lori Harder, Chris Harder, you know, Keisha on the Empower, like so many women and men that I look up to that just share like this is this is what it looks like. It's called life. And the quicker you recognize there's going to be seasons in your life that are way more challenging than others, the quicker you learn to just like embrace it and move through that stuck pain or that challenging season or whatever it might be and come out on the other side. Like, what is your end goal? And so I think that's why having a vision and having, you know, goals are so important. And sometimes we have to come back down to reality and think in smaller bite-sized chunks because this whole dream big, you can do whatever you want is fucking great. 
but it will also keep you stuck because for me, what happened when I joined my first business mastermind is they had us do this really quick exercise that I, I, I know for a fact he didn't mean for it to affect me like this. But at that current moment, I was making about 150000 a year. And he had us write down like a dream number. And he was like, dream big, like go for it. And I just wrote down $5 million because why not? And that number stuck with me in such a negative way that it prevented me from ever making more than 150. And I'll explain that because anytime there was something that needed to get done or an opportunity for me to make maybe even a lateral move, not so much make more or even like a lesser number, I wouldn't do it because I'm like, that won't get me to 5 million. So I fucked myself because I thought I forgot that I had to become a beginner again. I forgot that I had to start over. I thought I would make this like, you know, linear move to the right and I would just somehow create a new whole ass new business and start making a hundred. Yeah. What took me years to build. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How dumb. Yeah. And sad and fucked up. So if you're in a pivoting moment, if you're in transition, like what would I even need five million a year for at this point? Like I should have computed like very easily. (laughs) I can tell you what I could use five yeah, million for sure. But realistically, my brain my brain could have computed, hey, I wonder if I could just make 150 online over here. It that would have made more sense at the time. Now, not to not to knock anybody's big visions or dreams, but sometimes when we think we need something, it's not actually what we need. And Chris Harder actually did this walkthrough with one of his past clients, and the guy had this similar like thing that was haunting him. He was like a chiropractor making a couple hundred thousand a year. They wanted to travel, move to Italy. Rob Murgatroyd is his name. He has a podcast called Work Hard, Play Hard. And they ended up doing this live on one of the podcast episodes of like, what do you need to live your dream life? And so Chris did the money numbers with him and they mapped out everything from where they want to live, how they want to travel, what they want to eat, what they want to drive. It ended up being just short of 700000 a year. But this guy thought he had to make $6 million a year. That was the number he was stuck on in order to have this dream life of his. Well, at the time he was making like around three or four hundred a year. So to think going from three to seven, that doesn't sound so overwhelming and scary. So get clear on what it is and why you're doing certain things because it will help you see the goal being accomplished sooner. It'll seem attainable. Yes. And, yeah. and when we think things are attainable, we're more likely to show up for them. If I started this podcast on day one and said, if I don't ma- if I don't hit five million downloads in six weeks and I quit, well, why would I even start? I'm not going to hit that. You know, my problem. that's your problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> but in my, but no, but my problem is the opposite is I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to hit five million. <laughs> that's my problem. And then when it's not that I'm like, oh, you overshot. Okay. Well, I wonder if you get this too, because somebody asked me this on a podcast the other day when I was being interviewed, they're like, you have this sense of like authenticity but this underlying confidence they were like have you always had this confidence about you and I said yes and it's actually done me a disservice sometimes because some people are seeking to be confident and then they will take action I look at things sometimes and I'm like yeah, I could do that if I want I or- always say that's like both my like superpower and my downfall yeah it's like I know that I could do whatever I want which is great because it allows you to try out new things with a lot of confidence but it's also like, take a step back. Let's relax. Like, you're not going to space tomorrow. <laughs> but 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 let's finish that thought because it's really, it'll hold, like, you should have already started the podcast. You know your podcast will do well and you're meant to do it, but yet here you are without one. So for me, yeah. in, <laughs> in other things, 
I'll think like when I opened the salon and it became successful and it was great. I was like, yeah, no shit. Duh. I, I knew it would be like that. And then the world was like, yo, here's a little COVID secret sauce to fuck you up because this isn't where you're actually supposed to be. I don't think COVID happened for me, but it happened for me. Mm-hmm. And it helped me create the podcast and do what I actually really wanted to do, which is create that podcast studio and to create content and to like go all in on something that was I was so passionate about. So it's funny when now I can paint the vision for what I want. And I would have never seen the bigger vision if I hadn't started small and figured out what the first step was, which was to get help around starting my recording, get help with the tech, try on five or six different editor, graphic people, marketing people, and like pay an exorbitant amount of money for websites I didn't need. I had to learn all of that to get really passionate about helping the next generation of podcasters. That's right. And that's where she comes in. And that's why I was like, please come on the show and like, let's do this in real time because how cool is it going to be to look back? That's going to be great. When you're hitting 200 episodes and we're like, look at what we did like just a year or two ago. Like, it's going to be amazing. And this is why one of my favorite people, I know she got it from somewhere else, but shout out to my friend Kat Golden. She always reminds and reinforces like document, don't create. If you have to force creation, it's not true documentation of who you are. So that's why when I look at someone like Kyra, I'm like, bitch, you're already doing all this shit documented. And that's what gets me frustrated for my friends and people who are like, I just don't know what to post. I'm like, what the fuck you're doing? You're living your life every day. You're doing things. You're going to your favorite coffee shop. You're picking your kid up from school. You're going on a hot girl walk. You're, you just had a rad conversation with a client. Like, Go outside, take five minutes and like share some perspective on it. Mm-hmm. That's content. That is what people want to see and what they want to connect with. So that is your marketing one-on-one. This is your hype girl. Like you can fucking do anything. Just get around a mentor who's going to make you believe in yourself and can help you speak your goals and, and and dreams out into the world so that the people who are meant to help you get there understand what it is they're helping you with. And I would even add like it's time to let go of the people who don't want to come with you. Yes. Yes. And I think that's kind of, I think what led me here today is basically just being like, okay, I need to stop just talking about it and I need to like actually start doing it because like then I'm going to be 75 and being like, oh, I'm going to get started. <laughs> like, I'm, And then no one's going to care about the content I have. <laughs> I would totally listen to your 75 year old ass to a podcast. And, and, I, and I hope one day like we can create more podcast episodes in the future, but then also maybe we can podcast till we're 75. How fucking rad would that be? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, no. I'm ready. You're gonna walk exactly. I don't think I want to. Right, because I'm gonna have the five million dollars and be going to the doctors, so I'll look just like this. <laughs> Even better. If you had any ahas or takeaways from today's episode, we would love to just hear how us sharing in real time, like what what we're each going through and what she's dealing with too, around you know getting out of your own way and taking action around like the life you truly want to create for yourself. It's funny. Can I share what you shared about your clientele real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. So she, we were talking about work and she was saying how certain clients have been falling off and that she is like maybe the least busy she's been in her entire career. And I said, well, ain't that funny? That's the sign from the universe that you've been asking for, but it's coming in a form that you're like, oh, I didn't want it in that way. Yes. And I know that. Like, that's why it's like I don't beat myself up about it because I do know I'm like, also I would say another, sorry to like, go off on a tangent I would say another superpower of mine is like I always find the positive in something like, do. I forever will I am very optimistic I'm very positive so 
you know, I could just be crying every single day, looking at my bank account and being like, huh, is it going to get bigger again? <laughs> but instead, I'm like, I told you, I was like, okay, now I have time. I have a little more time where I'm able to dedicate and I can like try to slowly make a transition and like show up for myself for once. I am really good at showing up for everyone else and not good at showing up for myself. But like showing up for myself is exactly what I need to do in order to build what I talk about wanting to build. We don't have a mic to drop, but I would drop it dead. <laughs> I should get a plastic one. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, that's why I had to I had to create my own level of pain with letting the the salon work go because it was the thing I was convinced was in the way of me creating bigger and better content and getting this agency going and like really getting the course out to more people. And, you know, the Alex Ramosi podcast that I listened to just yesterday with Stephen Bartlett. If you guys want a two hour podcast, like skip to the last hour, the whole thing was good. But in the last hour, he just talked so much about, you know, agitating your own pain sometimes so that you will take action. He's like, the majority of people stay in this comfort zone. Like that's just like just their life. Like nothing's so bad that they need to make a change and nothing's so good that they are happy happy enough to like just be content mm -hmm. and you know he said he woke up in his early 20s after chasing a life that his dad wanted for him around this high level career and tech and all this shit and he was like this is not what I want to be doing like I would be okay if I didn't wake up tomorrow you know he didn't go down the, the rabbit hole of like ideation around it but he was like I literally would have been fine not waking up I did not want to wake up and live that life every day he's like so the pain was enough that I had to let my dad's dream die for mine to be born and he went on to open multiple gyms, fail a bazillion times, live on the couch at his, you know, now wife's house. And like, it's such a rad story, but it, it showcases like having a true burning desire to do what the fuck you want to do. And as we age and grow, like that can change. It's going to change. So don't let it be surprised. And it's, I feel like it like has to change. Yeah. Because like, as you get older and your life experiences and the world you surround yourself with, like. I think that's kind of like truly what has helped me is like growing my circle of people that all want to be better and do better. And so it's like you're almost like forced by your friends almost like we I want to have something to contribute to the conversation and I want to show up and be accountable for all the things that they're talking about. And so I think that like that's very helpful too is like I think if our dreams stay the same, that's a problem. I think if our dreams don't expand and don't, you know, kind of take on a new identity and, you know, you have new goals, I think that that's part of evolving. And our goal is to always evolve and be a better version of ourselves. I agree. And I said something along those lines yesterday after I got out of the gym listening to that podcast. And I, I, I was just like, you know, we can we can stay exactly where we are. And some people have worked really hard to get where they're, they're at. So if you're one of those people that you're like, I like where I'm at, you dumb bitches, like stop convincing me that I need to keep growing, then this maybe wasn't the episode for you. But I bet you have a friend who is miserable and who always calls you complaining or who talks a big game but then never takes any action. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I and I and I and I wanted to validate those of you who are happy in your life and who have gotten to a place where you've probably worked really hard to find fulfillment in what you do. I never want to shame people into needing to want more or to have this. I didn't mean to come off. No, you didn't. Okay. Not at all. But I talk like that too. And I feel like, you know, I was I was very happy for a long time in my career. You know, 15 plus years. That's a long time. I worked really hard to get to that level where 
I could show up with confidence and ease in my day. You know, I had a little kid and for the first, you know, seven, eight years of his life, like I had created that so I could have that life and be a present mom. And I knew that getting into the industry, even at 18, my mom worked weekends. She worked all the time. So I knew that getting into the beauty industry was going to allow me the freedom and flexibility to parent the way I wanted and, and make the money I want and choose the clients that I wanted. And so it served me for a really, really long time. And I'll never forget the first round of coaching that I did. I did. I had Krista in that group, one of our friends, one of my old assistants. Mm -hmm. And I was really digging into pain points and struggles and like, how could I really help them? We got on our call and she was like, you know, Jess, I, I feel really guilty. And I was like, about what? And she's like, I'm really happy with my life. That's great. That's nothing to feel guilty for. That's And I thought, what a fucked up way to say it. It was almost like she was apologizing to me that she didn't have anything she needed help, help. with. Really? And I was like, I love that. And I hope that, you know, so many people watching or listening to this show, like, actually feel like that. I want nothing more than for people to feel really fulfilled and happy in their life. Like, that's the goal. I think that, like, um, when I say, like, you should want to change and that's part of evolving as a person, that's like, I'm talking to the person who who even is like that two percent is like, is this what I want to be doing? Like, or could I do this? Like, that's the person I'm talking to in the sense of like, you should want to evolve. It's OK to evolve. Like, if you don't want to be working the same job that you were working when you were 17, 25, 35, like, that's OK. Listen to that voice. Make it be louder and louder versus like, well, I am happy. I am like, this is good for me. But it's like, if you're someone who just has that little bit of maybe wanting something else, like follow that, like go in that direction and don't feel guilty that you are 35, 40, 45, whatever age wanting to change something. Yeah. And that alignment piece and and you know, obviously we're in that 2%. It's probably more like 98%. Right. There's probably only 2% of you that are actually truly fulfilled <laughs> and happy in what your current state is. And then the piece that I brought back around that podcast, I forgot to make a note on because I we should just call this the tangent. Maybe your show should be called. It's just a tangent. Such a good name. I brought that up because I feel like people get shamed into these midlife crisis that happened to them because they've been currently living a dream that was never theirs. So we go back to Alex Hermosi talking about living his dad's dream for him. Like how many of us were influenced or pushed to pick a career at 16, 17, 18, 20, whatever by our parents or by our society or by what we thought was what we were supposed to do. And we tried really hard to make it work. And then for a, for a while it did. And then now at some point it's not. And that's when you start to feel out of alignment or you feel that sense of overwhelm or burnout. I truly believe that if we're in our purpose and we're doing things that light us up and we're passionate about it, you shouldn't feel like that on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, like nothing gets me more excited than doing podcasts. They are a grind. They exhaust me way different than standing behind the chair all day. It is totally different, but I am lit the fuck up after I do it. Mind you, I have not been doing it for 22 years, so check back with me then. But I'd like to think in 22 years, I'm going to be a different person and I probably will be out of alignment with this and wanting to do something different. And I can't wait for that season. Like I embrace the idea that that's going to happen versus shaming people into, well, you've put so much into your career. How could you walk away from it? You've been with that person for so long. Let's go down the relationship rabbit hole. You can't leave. Like, we know people like that. We've been those people. Like, where, you know, you've invested so much and so you can't leave. I also think, too, had I not had the path that I have had, I wouldn't be in a spot where I knew I wanted something different. Like, I think, I mean, everything that has gotten me to today has led me 
to understanding myself, understanding my wants, my desires, who I am as a person, my strengths, my weaknesses, like are because of the industry that I was in or am in, you know, like we are very fortunate in our industry where we get to meet people from all different walks of life. So we get to learn a lot about a lot of things and it in spot, like, you know, we're not just doing hair and that's it. Like we're learning from our clients. They're learning from us. We are yes, doing a service, but like we're getting so much more. And I feel like listening to people's stories and listening to the lifestyle that they have, like that has all lined up how I feel about what I want to do today. Mm-hmm. And if I, I, I would be dumb to not listen to myself. Like the voice inside of me is very loud and it's like, do it, do it. <laughs> the expertise and the ability to talk to the variety of people that we've gotten to talk to. It's why so many people in our industry then now want to branch out and do other things, step into coaching or podcasting or services of some nature. Like so many people get into the spiritual world with breathwork or Reiki or, you know, spiritual coaching or whatever it might be. It's because of the lessons we've learned and the interactions that we've had, you know, and it, it's I honor those people who listen to that and, and who take that knowledge and do something with it to help more people. So if that's you and you want to reach out, you want a little support, just DM Kyra or I. We'd love to chat with you. And this girl's about to start her podcast. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Now we just have to ideate names for you and come up with, because it can be really anything. <laughs> it really could. <laughs> and guess what? You can be like me and change it in two years. So, you know, it, it, that's the beautiful thing about creating pieces of content that you own, which is a podcast, right? You own the feed of the podcast. You own everything with it. Unlike social media or anything that's on there that, you know, could be taken away tomorrow. Or that people don't have necessarily access to when they're just Googling on the internet. It's the coolest thing I have ever done. And I'm excited to work with you and help you get yours out. So excited. Yeah. And I like officially did my first one. Talked at my first one. I was like sweating when I came in. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm so scared about, but here we are. See, it's not that scary, is it? Nothing. No, you're right here. Not anymore. Yeah. I got you. I got and you. And I am a natural talker. So I think like that is like a really big asset. <laughs> I can talk for a very long time. Well, and that's what made us so good at our job behind the chair too. I think having conversational skills like, you know, we're when we're nosy bitches. Like I was like yes. all the yes. things I was tagged as being bad as a kid, sassy, like talk Talking too much. Yeah. Talk, yeah. <laughs> too inquisitive. Why are you asking questions? Like it is what is making me a great podcaster and an interviewer and you know someone who is willing to like have the hard conversations and go there and so are you so you're gonna have massive success we're gonna get this out there and share it with everybody if we've inspired you in any way let us know because it's fun to be validated I've been saying that recently and I'm like unapologetically asking for feedback feedback yeah yeah we can only show up as good as people allow us to I love that yeah yeah so let us know what you thought let me know let me know like what you would want to hear from me or like what do I yeah like what should I talk about I mean I could talk about literally anything well that's something we'll work through in the course yes we will yeah (laughs) all right we'll see you guys on the next one because I think we'll probably make a few more of these Mm -hmm. thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode I hope you enjoyed it this is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create we got you boo We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which, by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. 
we help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to MediaUnscripted.com to learn more. Giving back is easy. Leave Unscripted your five-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words. 